What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson, joining me again in the host spotlight, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm very well, thank good, you. Good, good. It's a beautiful day. Very nice out, by the way. Yeah, the Mid turtles 70s. are crossing the, the road. I, I didn't see any yeah, turtles. I, okay. Turtles. Is that in your neighborhood or middle road or what? It's it's on it's on one of the roads near the house. Yeah, they're just making their way. That's exciting. Two by two. Spring has certainly mm, sprung. Two by two. Is yeah. there an arc nearby? Uh, there, yeah, there it might be. <laughs> did, did we miss a message? <laughs> <Did you? laughs> it was two by two. <laughs> yeah, what were we? Roman Stiller. Uh, I consider him a friend. I don't ask if I'm a friend to him, but he's back. Mark Carey. Mark. Caleb, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> Was I fishing for that? I don't know. But guys, we're back. Let's jump into a Sunday in review. What a weekend. Uh, that's the first time I've ever been in all four services. So oh, it was really it, cool to senior. to see everyone. I saw the Battalias in church for the first time ever, I think, at least in service. Yeah. Because we're, you're F3, right? Yeah, we're F3. Okay. We're, you were, oh yeah, you were down there. I was trying to see, like, I remember. remember. What in the, that in was the like sermon. two <laughs> days ago. <laughs> it does feel like I, a long time. You sneezed that was, since then. That was forever <laughs> ago. Yeah. But, oh, that was so exciting. So we honored the seniors. Yes, we did. And that was really cool because yeah. we got to see the littles all the way up to the old people. That was a lot of fun and, Yeah, to, to be in the services with them. Traditionally, we've done just kind of, hey, if you happen to be in the service, come on up. But this time we kind of recruited people and they committed to every service. So it was fun to kind of be a part of the, the worship prep and routine for the day. But yeah, being down in F3 was fun. I got to see a lot of Yeah, a lot of people, and, so. I, and I looked on the website or whatever, wherever it was that had the list of names of seniors. There are is a, a load of mm-hmm. seniors graduating mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. A lot of seniors. So yeah. congratulations to any seniors who are class of twenty one. A year like none other. Yeah. Wow. For sure. Yeah. But Very exciting. Guys, let's jump into Romans. Everything we've been talking about. Alicia, I'll come your way first, and then Pastor Mark will will get rolling. Yeah. So we are uh, still in Romans twelve, and we're uh, we basically hit verses twelve. 15 and 16, we're skipping 14 because I think that's coming at another time. Mm. But yeah, so the the Chuck Swindoll pat, quote that you read from, is it a book, Lessons from a no, Tavern? Or is it just an article? article? Yeah, Lessons okay. from a Tavern. Yeah, the Lessons from a Tavern was uh, really uh, convicting because I think that uh, there not only could it be a bar setting, but just any community, the godless community that is, it's a counterfeit. It's a cheap imitation that Mm. we can go to. And it's, uh, it's not the body of Christ. Whereas real love um, is that it's that unhypocritical love that is um, expressed in the body of Christ. That's for the body of Christ, for the glory of Jesus. And it's um, taking not just feelings, but it's combining those feelings with action. And it's not sentimentality, but actively engaging in the lives of others for the glory of Jesus. And there's uh, there's a stark difference between a godless community versus a, a, a God-filled community in that way. And as Christians, what a privilege it is for us mm-hmm. to be able to participate. Yeah. And it that. should stand out. I mean, absolutely. There should be a stark contrast. Mm-hmm. It should be right. Um, 
That's um, if it was a given, though, Paul wouldn't have had to waste scripture telling us how to love this way. So mm-hmm. obviously, even back then, it was tough, and right. it was it mm-hmm. was not a given. So, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah, I appreciate that idea of just you mentioned the sermon outline there, love emoting and then love unifying. And that's something we brought up a few weeks ago on the podcast, even just as Romans 12 is unpacked of the uniqueness of spiritual gifts, but we don't all go our separate ways and figure out what godly love looks like in our own life. Like there's something to unify as the body of believers around being like Christ, like Jesus and loving in that way. And it was cool to you know bring in the, the mourn with those who mourn and really meet them in that and not be the quick self-help, you know, it'll be okay, look to God, but be with them and give them that intimate connection that's going to be ultimately paired with a hope. And that's where sometimes the world, I think, does a good job mourning with those who mourn. We're quick to jump into injustices and causes. And, you know, I'm alongside you in this, but there's a hopelessness. And so to really try to get both of those things in the realm of the church is, is the call there. Yeah, it's seems, difficult. It almost seems uh, uh, ironic, mm-hmm. I suppose, that... Uh, you take the the John 11 passage that I referred to with Jesus weeping. And here he, just a f- few moments later, goes to the tomb and mm-hmm. raises Lazarus from the dead. I think he knew he was going to do that. And yet he weeps. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's, it, it's when that, you read that in that passage, it gives us the permission to do that. It gives us the model to do it, but the, but the permission to do it. Um. He was the man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And, and we live in a world of loss since the fall. I mean, that, that should cause us grief. Mm-hmm. We, we see the broken lives, the broken um, relationships, and then, of course, death. And, um, and I sense that that's probably part of the weeping of what Jesus did in, in, that, in that he was seeing the brokenness of our world. He was seeing the death the sorrow, the pain um, that we feel. And he, in his humanity, entered into that and experienced that just like we do. So it's it's really neat to see that, wow, how how Jesus left his throne in heaven and came down and humbled himself and he took on flesh and uh, is... Not only in a body like ours, but feeling what we feel and experiencing what we feel yet without sin. And uh, that passage, too, really uh, seeing the sovereignty of God jumped out at me. And um, and I like if we back up in 11, in in chapter 11, John 11, Mm -hmm. and we look at verse 15, and Jesus, so Jesus tells his disciples, and for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. And then in verse 25, he says, um, let's see, let me find it. Okay. Jesus said to her, t- talking to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And then in verse 40, he says to her again, he said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, 
I thank you that you have heard me, and I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around so that they may believe that you sent me. So here we have this God that's, he's using the death of Lazarus to show his power and his glory and the sovereignty of God and this providential timing of all of these events and the compassion of God, the wisdom of God. And um, we, we talk about the the, the greatest commandment. And here we have Jesus loving God and loving others displaying this mm-hmm. in this passage. And I just think it's such a beautiful um, reflection uh, of who God is towards us. Yeah. And it, it what reminded me as you're just saying that is the passage in Hebrews 4, 15, that says, we do not have a high priest mm-hmm. that can't sympathize. Right. Uh, with our with our sorrows, with our weaknesses, you know, he was tempted in all respects as we, but yet without sin. And then it says in verse sixteen, therefore let us draw near with confidence to that throne of grace that we can yeah. find mercy and help in time of need. So all those characteristics of God that are laid out there in, in John eleven, the, the sovereignty of God and all these things, His power and tied to with His compassion, where He mm-hmm. wept. Does that not endear us to him right. and cause us to want to come to the throne of grace? Because we know that he sympathizes with us. Right. He he has shed tears. Almighty creator God hmm. has actually shed tears hmm. knowing that there's, he was, you know, he's the God of life and the resurrection is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But he enters into that. So I don't, I don't. Again, I, I don't think that the idea to love emoting, we are not to shy away from that. We, we are to embrace that. How are you feeling? How are you really feeling in this? And, and it's okay. I mean, we don't have to put on the pious platitudes and the, fa- you know, the faces and the statements. Um, let's be honest with one another. Um, and in that, we can find so- solace and we can find encouragement because we point each other to our great high priest. Um, who sympathizes with us and who's wept just like we have wept and are weeping. Well, and he's the he's the common denominator too. I think there's something to be said about coming together and, and if it's a one Christian with another, there's a reciprocal brokenness too where it's not to where, oh, mourn with those who mourn, weep with those who weep. When they're weeping, it's your turn to be their rock. Mm-hmm. And then maybe later on, you'll need them and then they'll be your rock. But mm-hmm. you both need the rock. Yeah. Uh, and, you're, and you can share and none of us have it all figured out. And then right. there's this mutual understanding of, you know, we're all going through something and, mm-hmm. and we can point each other to him. And and that is where I think the church can shine and it can often make or break, I think, Christian relationship and fellowship at times with each other. Because uh, we need to, you know, the shoulder that you're leaning on should ultimately be Christ and that should be manifested in somebody. Right. Um, in that it's like sense- about the, um, oh, it just came up a couple weeks ago the the connectedness of Christ or the you're looking at a Christian they disappoint you God's love won't disappoint God mm-hmm. God will not flake on you right. when someone else does yeah. right um, I yeah. mean the old saying misery loves company is true to an extent mm-hmm. uh, but misery also loves a God who is the rock mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so we can't wallow in the misery mm-hmm. we need each other to encourage mm-hmm. one another as long as it's still called today the writer of Hebrews says let's stimulate one another love and good deeds by reminding each other of, of the rock that we have. And that's um, another thing that stood out to me this weekend with John 11, I'm glad you read Hebrews 4 as well. Stepping into worship, 
that is really where we want to arrive mentally with here's Jesus, here, here's mm -hmm. how he acted, here's who he is, and we can now approach the throne of grace with confidence because of Jesus. And let's enter into a time of worship after mm -hmm. this sermon. That's a lot different than I can't wait to get another quip or, or learn something else fascinating about Romans because solid teaching church, like we know this and, and we can get very excited about that. And, and sometimes maybe a little too intellectual or too like, okay, I got what I need. Now I'm ready to worship because I have such fruitful notes or this, that, and the other. But instead it's just like, no, my posture for worship is that's my God. Mm -hmm. right. That's who he is. Yeah. And it's just appreciation, gratitude. It's the things unspoken, unwritten at times that that move us to do that together as a body. And that's what I felt this weekend for mm -hmm. sure. Um, so I thought that was, thought that was yeah. great. Yeah. The, the other, the other component was that love unifies. Um, mm. And uh, I, I'm going to unpack that a little bit more this week because I didn't get to um, that phrase um there in verse 16 that says, you know, be of the same mind to one uh, towards one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate mm -hmm. with the lowly. Don't be wise in your own estimation. It's it. And so we're mm -hmm. going to go into some things related to the book of James, just a mm -hmm. little bit to unpack that a little bit more. Well, and I was thinking about that as well, which thinking rightly about ourselves is uh, it takes us back to verse three that mm -hmm. um, we should, uh, let's see, not think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. And so we not only need to be thinking rightly our, of ourselves, but who we are in Christ and the faith we have in him as we exercise these gifts given by him to be able to love genuinely and um Keeping, like we said before, keeping Jesus as our focus is the main thing, not um, not ourselves, not mm -hmm. our performance, not how great and gifted we are or how not gifted we are, but that He is our focus and that we're presenting ourselves to Him because He is the one um, who has allotted these gifts for us to be using for His glory and for the benefit of the body. And so when to think rightly, is Romans 1 through 11 has told us how mm -hmm. to think rightly. <laughs> like we, we don't have to start all over. We've, we've, we know because Romans 1 through 11, which we've unpacked through and through, it's, it's taught us about this, you know, God's sovereign plan of redemption. And then Jesus's perfect life, his death, his resurrection, that's ours. Like we get to claim that as ours. Um, and then the Holy Spirit that is empowering us to live this life, to be able to love genuinely. Mm -hmm. um, there was an old song we used to sing as a kid in Sunday school, um, but it was Jesus and others and you. What a wonderful way to spell joy. Mm -hmm. oh. So it's J-O-Y, Jesus, others and you. So you keep yeah. that in that order. So I think Romans 1 through 11 helped us lay a foundation right. of truth of uh, the God focus, right. you know, Jesus, we're in the others section. And it's just a reminder that we, we come up last. Let's not think <clears throat> more highly of ourselves than we all think. Let's, let's have that proper estimation. And when, when we had the Philippians passage that I went to, when we have the me focus, mm. it, that joy thing gets inverted. It's, it's the wrong order. Right. And uh, we'll, we'll never go to experience the joy, not that that's the chief end. The chief end is a glorified mm -hmm. God, mm -hmm. which right. the, the Philippians passage brought out. But right. Joy is uh, a right. byproduct. 
joy's the byproduct and mm-hmm. and uh but if if you don't keep that order mm-hmm. um you're not going to experience it and the world is not going to see it and God is not going to be glorified mm-hmm. so what what can we do as believers um to help us keep that proper order, Paul is in, is is instructing us with that. Um, you know, to be of the same mind towards one another. I brought out in the sermon. I don't think that means we have to agree on every point. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, now that that might raise questions uh, with in in our minds because there are some points that are that are important. You know. Right. Well, I mean, it's important to me of of maybe how we school our children. I mean, that's an important thing. And mm-hmm. some people are very passionate about mm-hmm. that. Um, or it is important whether we um, do this or that or the, the other thing. And so we can um, still, I think, have strong opinions and feelings mm-hmm. about that and even back some things up biblically that is a preferred. Right. Sure. The point of the sermon, though, was that that should never, if we love each other, love with un, mm-hmm. it, it unifies, that should never get in the way of our ultimate maintaining the same purpose, the same goal, and that is ultimately God's glory. Right. Um, right. And and the, the honor of, of God. So we can disagree, and we can disagree um, passionately with one another, but we never let that get in the way of honoring God. I think the Philippians, if we read on, and uh, Chapter four, starting at verse eight, that this helps us to know how to kind of flesh this out a little bit because uh, he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So it's, we're using our minds to think about things mm-hmm. and we're then we're stepping out in faith and we're actually doing it. We're practicing and we're taking our minds and then we're practicing. It's that active motion and knowing that God's with us is wow. It's been cool to see that the last couple of weeks, there's been a, a level of transparency up front with the way the church operates giving. And then also you mentioning how there are people on pastoral staff that have different thoughts on certain things. Right. And I, people have mm-hmm. re- received that very well um, because it really helps paint that picture of just what a healthy body is supposed to look like, how we're supposed yeah. to operate and not let that stuff become bigger than it is. Well, and you're, you're referring to Philippians 4. Mm-hmm. And in the first part of that passage, he has to kind of reprimand Iodia uh, mm-hmm. uh, and Syntyche uh, that – we don't know what the issue was, mm-hmm. but my mm-hmm. guess is it was over one of those other issues. Right. To them, it was very important, mm. um, and it may maybe was an important issue. Right. It, you know, but in the grand scheme of things, what happened is that they let that issue get in the way of the ultimate issue mm-hmm. that was, and that was harming the glory of God mm-hmm. and the propagation propagation of the gospel. Yeah. So he tells them, you know, I urge the and syndicate to to live in harmony in the Lord. Um. And, and uh, you know, to, to help them to, to do that. Um, so, yeah, again, we don't know what the situation was, but it hmm. it rose to the level of contention and they lost sight of the ultimate goal. So, no, I, we can have um, robust conversations and discussions about, about things. You can do that in uh, your uh, 
relationships um, with your friends or uh, you know your your spouse, um, but it should never rise to the level where we lose sight of is is this honoring God? Again, it's mm-hmm. either the me or the you. If I press something in an argument, and I can be pretty good at pressing arguments, um, I've got that in me that 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 debater lawyer <laughs> tendency. I, oh, sorry, Van Drunen. <laughs> Uh, and others out there, but but to, to argue and reason a point, mm. but there can become a point where it slips into I want my opinion heard, and I and again That's and good. I said it from the pulpit, and I want to be validated by you. So right, if right, you don't yep. agree with me, that upsets me. Mm-hmm. I want that validation. I want to. I want to. I, I need your pleasure. I want to be a people pleaser, and you're not. You're you're blocking my goal, and that's that's where anger sets in. Yeah. A blocked goal. My goal is I want you to think the same way, so I'm validated, and you're not agreeing with me on this issue. Therefore, anger kicks in, and um, it goes from it's sin. It's it, it goes from iron sharpening iron to a, a bludgeoning. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, and that's so right. that's where like the the Philippians passage. In chapter two, count others as more significant than yourselves. Not, mm. not less, less than, not even equal to, but that means better. Like yeah. I'm going to treat you better yeah. than yeah. I'm going to treat myself in that way. That's right. Which is, that's hospitality right there mm. in action yeah. is mm. with your heart. Like I am going to esteem you more highly yeah. than I esteem myself. And and one of the ways to do that, and I, and I, referred to this maybe in all of the sermons, I can't remember, but I think one of the ways we affirm each other is when we disagree or when we have a different views on certain things, I, if I want, I we, we can either approach it, you know, it's either here I am or the, there you are. It's me focus mm-hmm. or you focus. The way we can keep it from being a me focus to becoming a you focus is by asking questions. I If my primary goal is to love you, then I want to hear you and I want to understand you. And that the only way I go to get to that is if I ask questions mm-hmm. for, mm-hmm. tell me why you think that way. Mm-hmm. Tell me what, what, what has motivated that belief system and how do you validate that? Mm-hmm. I, I want to learn. That's the iron sharpening iron thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The bludgeoning thing happens when I don't give a rip what you think. Right. And I want you to think what I think. So I'm going to come with them my declarative statements. I'm going to, you know, bloviate all over you. And if I can do it more strongly and loudly with bigger words and bigger, uh, you know, argumentation. And, you know, I'll, I'll see you dwindle and... And then I can walk away and say, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. and, and it's just, it's it's pure. That's just purely the flesh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So love doesn't do that is what right. Paul is saying. Exactly. And so yeah. what what does the person that is approaching the Bible or is approaching church with a, what about me? What, what, what about me? What can I glean from this, whether it's a, a self-help approach to Bible study or attending service? I love that you go to scripture and it says, well, what about you present your body as a living sacrifice, which is mm-hmm. your spiritual form of worship? No, that's, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> well, if, if you want to see how God's going to address you, that's how he's going to do it. And it doesn't say present your body as a form of worship. It's saying present your body because it is a form of worship. It's a temple now. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing, you're worshiping. You're, that's right. You're, and, and that is and so it's humbling. And view of the, these mercies of God that mm-hmm. we, Motivates yes, that. it motivates mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So I, I guess that's a good... 
application to see when I'm engaging in someone in a, in a debate or in a robust conversation, am I doing it in a way that it's a sweet offering mm. to God? Mm. Am I, is this worshipful? Mm-hmm. Uh, or is it self-serving and, you know, and, and that, so, so does this glorify God? And that's a, a God consciousness that has to permeate our that's life. Good, right. And it, that doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It happens when we are in mm-hmm. fellowship with him and time in the word, mm-hmm. when we're being washed, you know, how do, how do you keep a, a, a leaky bucket full? Well, you keep filling it up, and you know, <laughs> right. so be controlled by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, and it's all those things, because we are so prone to let that flesh show up, and then you got dissensions and strife. Galatians five seventeen mm-hmm. eighteen nineteen, yeah. uh, and the, the deeds of the flesh. When well, we think the dissension is is the bad part, but it, there's an aftermath of that where now you only surround yourself with people who agree with you, and so then there's a fracturing of of local community because oh, they, they believe something else. Good mm-hmm. point. So, well, God yeah. wants us to come together hmm. in community. It's called, yeah. it's called denominations, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I was just going to say that in relation to love emoting and love unifying, mm. in my daily reading today in Psalm 146, um, it, it kind of brought out the kind of people that Jesus had relationships with. And I thought I would share mm. it because it, it was, I think it totally applies to everything that we're talking about today. But uh, so in Psalm 146, starting in verse seven, uh, God is the one who execute justice for the oppressed, who gives mm-hmm. food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free for those who are imprisoned. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down, those who are sorrowful. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners, those people who are displaced right now. Mm. He upholds the widow and the fatherless and the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. So these like these are the kind of people that Jesus relates to. He had relationships with these people. And I think we can find ourselves in one of these categories, especially at different times in our life. We've been at these different places um, and we know people who are there now. And um, so because we want to be like Jesus, we need to be relating to people uh, like Jesus did. Yeah. Yeah. That, and we're going, we'll go there next week in James two uh, verse one says, my brethren, do not hold your faith and our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. Um, hmm. You know, associate with the lowly, he said. That's what mm-hmm. love looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the psalm you just read, the attitude of Christ. Uh, Luke chapter 4, I came to preach, uh, you know, release to the captives mm-hmm. and recovery of sight to the blind, you know, to the downtrodden, to the to the hurting, um, which which is all of us. Yeah. Um, it, it, I don't I'll probably bring this out next week, uh, this weekend, but he, it's interesting. He says, brethren, do not hold your faith because ultimately how we treat one another is reflecting of our, our mm-hmm. view and our faith in him. Exactly. But right. he says, do not hold mm-hmm. your faith in our uh, glorious Lord, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, the, 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 the Lord of glory our glorious Lord, you know, why did James use that phrase? Because I think in the in this passage, as he's starting to talk about how we treat one another, and you know, the rich man comes in and the poor man does this, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you give preference to the mm-hmm. he starts out by reminding us the glorious Lord Jesus mm-hmm. and how did he treat you? Mm-hmm. 
you have no right to treat anybody mm-hmm. because you're not the Lord of glory. Right. And if the Lord of glory loved us, all of us, while we were yeah. yet sinners, don't treat your faith in that glorious Lord Jesus um, with this uh, improper attitude. How dare you treat one another mm-hmm. that way if the glorious Lord didn't do it to you? Mm-hmm. Anyway, convicting, but we'll yeah, we'll get there next weekend. That's good. James is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Don, Don's been... Preaching through James down there in Woodstock, oh, okay. and, and he's wrapped that up now. And is he up here eventually? Yeah, Don uh, Den Hartog will be in the pulpit the July 11th and 18th. Okay, and um, kind of his farewell tour. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and on July 3rd, you're probably going to mention that. Yeah, uh, we'll, it's here. We'll have some uh, kind of acknowledgement of Don and Patty, and um, it's an all church event. Um, you have to read your notes, don't you know what's uh, no, happening, man? I, I do. I, I'm just, I'm just getting my, I'm just getting my dates lined up. Because my have, friend, we have, so that we have it, friend. so we do it in order. <laughs> Twenty minutes of Mark's my, friend. That's right. Uh, my, my hypocritical so, love. So, Kids Week at a Fellowship, June twenty second through June twenty fifth, nine to eleven forty five a.m. Uh, Mike Lucas has been mentioned the, the so many different ways to get involved for that. So again, this is all. And right I'm going to just page. reiterate yes. that because you're, invo- uh, you're involved. I right? am. Yeah. I am very much involved in that, and we. Still have a need for volunteers, so please go ahead, Alicia. Grovel, yeah. <laughs> like, grovel get right on that <laughs> website and sign up. Uh, we have we have so many different needs for things. Talk so. about associating with the lowly. <laughs> we help help no, the children in height alone. <laughs> yes. uh, well, and it's and it's neat because this is it's been this. We start when we started planning, we were planning for a very COVID everything. Um, and so now those restrictions are loosened. So we're making adjustments. And um, so we we need uh, we need people on board to to help serve in that area. So yeah, and it's it's four days. But what I want to encourage you also is as you volunteer for those four days, we need your help starting uh, in August and September as we gear up mm-hmm. our nine o'clock yes. service and Fall children's launch. ministry yes. there. That's ex- and preschool so, and nursery yep. and all of that. Yes. Yeah. And if you've been in this volunteer limbo since COVID, that, that end of August window is just the perfect time for the, mm-hmm. these ministry yeah. years taking off and kind of structure coming back. So uh, we also have uh, outside family movie night fellowship together event, June 25th. Uh, join us at 7 30 PM for fellowship and games. The movie Prince of Egypt will be playing. Uh, and then as Mark mentioned, July 3rd, uh, we're doing that kind of July 4th weekend service, but the church will be closed that Sunday. So one service, 7 PM outdoor stage, uh, come early, stay late as the old Mike Lucan says. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you both for being here. As a reminder, we're on podcast services all over the place. You can find us on our church website. Uh, see you guys next week. The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons and our message just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. <laughs>